Thank you, Rick. Nancy, Ephesians chapter 4, excuse me, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. Get past the scripture we looked at this morning, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. And we spoke this morning of the I am statements of Jesus, looking at I am the resurrection. And as we mentioned, of course, the fact that Jesus said, I am the resurrection, we understand a resurrection is necessary because of death. For a resurrection to happen, death has to have taken place. And specifically, we looked at spiritual death uh, later on in this morning's message, and we want to explore that a little bit further in Ephesians chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. Would you stand as the scriptures read, please? Ephesians chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. And you he made alive, who are dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up together, and made us to sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus." that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, that not of yourselves is it the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you. For your word telling us more about Jesus and telling us more about ourselves. Help us, Father, to get the reality of the new life that you've given us in Jesus Christ. Help us to understand some of the details that this involves. So throughout this week, our lives can reflect the fact that there is new life. There's a new hope. And there's new confidence in Jesus Christ. For it's in his name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Just to summarize, of course, where we looked at this passage of Scripture, our human condition apart from Christ, we are dead in trespasses and sin. Of course, we spoke earlier, we know that we're all going to die physically, all of us. But in like manner, all of us, apart from Jesus Christ, are dead spiritually. We are dead in trespasses and sin. It mentions this twice in this passage of Scripture. The work of Jesus Christ in conquering death himself in the tomb secures a resurrection for us. But this makes us more than just not dead anymore. What's phenomenal is the fact, of course, when Jesus Christ died and was laid in the tomb, he was dead, totally dead, certified dead by the experts, laid in the tomb three days. And when Jesus Christ came out of the tomb, Jesus Christ came out of the tomb not dead anymore. That's the, the whole definition of resurrection. Went into the tomb dead, conquered death, came out of the tomb alive, the resurrection. 
But in our situation, there's something extra. It's not just that we're not spiritually dead anymore. Something extra happens. Something better happens. We find that in Colossians chapter 3. If you want to turn to Colossians chapter 3, verse 1, just a few pages over from where you are toward the back of the Bible, you should find Colossians. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. That starts off pretty understandable, all the things we've talked about. If you then were raised with Christ, talking about that spiritual resurrection, the word if, uh, that's really in the original Greek, since. It's not talking about that it could be or could not be. The word if here, and we use that in the English uh, uh, language as well, but it reads this. He's talking to saved people and he says, since you were raised with Christ. That's our condition as being saved. We are raised with Christ. Then he says, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore, put the death your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. But now you yourselves are to put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds, and put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. You put off the old man with his deeds. That is the man that was dead in trespasses and sin. That is the person, of course, apart from Christ. And, of course, he said, you put on the old, uh, put off the old man. Paul says it this way in verse 3, you died. And your life is now hidden with Christ in God. So now the old man that was dead in trespasses and sin is not just made undead and made alive again. It says there's a new man instead. It's not just the old one that's made alive. There's a brand new man there, it says. Now, Paul said it this way in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Behold, all things are passed away and all things are become new. He's a new creature. That's quite a bit extra from just the dead man in sin now lives in Jesus Christ. That dead man in sin has been done away and there's a brand new creature instead. There's a brand new man in Jesus Christ. Paul also puts it this way in the book of Romans because it begins to give us some responsibilities to be paying attention to in Romans chapter 6, verse 6. Romans chapter 6, verse 6. Romans chapter 6, verse 6, 
knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with. Listen to this, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. The old man of sin was crucified that we should no longer be slaves to sin. So it's important for us to grasp what happens when the old man is crucified. It says the old man is crucified and we should no longer be slaves to sin. This is explained in the book of Colossians, where we just, Ephesians, where we just read a while ago, or Colossians, excuse me, but I want, want to kind of put it where, where we can understand it. Back in 1911, traveling salesman traveled through the south and he would come into towns and he would do his business and get on the train everybody traveled by train and in a town down in a southern state this man came in on the three o'clock train and he would get off of the train and he would sell pens and paper and thread to the houses round about the railroad tracks spend the night do more sales, get back on the train the next day. One day, they found him in the city park. There had been a festival the night before, and he had attended that festival, whatever else is going on in the city park, and he died. They found him dead, sitting against a tree. They took him to the funeral home and embalmed him. They didn't have any next to kin. No next to kin. They didn't know anything about him except he came on the train and he left on the train and knew his first name. So the body was displayed in hopes of folks identifying this man. Nobody came up to identify this man, and the body was kept for 60 years. Now, you're familiar with this because I'm describing old Mike at Cornish Funeral Home in Prescott. And did you know he became a kind of a tourist attraction? Now, they displayed him in the front room of the funeral home for a while or somewhere where people could see him. They could pass by. Then after a while, they stuck him in a closet or something, and you'd have to ask to see him. But I remember when I was just a kid, they, people would talk about old Mike, and especially teenagers, they got to where they could drive. That was always an event. You'd drive up to Prescott so you could see old Mike. You know, old Mike was kept for over 60 years. Finally, in 1975, the Attorney General's Office of Arkansas said, look, this guy has been on display for long enough. You know, you really need to bury this man. Old Mike was dead. Old Mike didn't be on display anymore. So it is with the old man of sin. See, all too often, we put the old man of sin on display again, and that's exactly what Paul was saying in Colossians. If you look over in verse 5 of the passage of Scripture we read in chapter 3, he says, Therefore, put the death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanliness, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry, because of these things of the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience. 
in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. Now you yourselves are to put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Lie not to one another since you have put off the old man who has been crucified with his deeds and you put on the new man. You're a new creature now. Unfortunately, we have the ability from time to time to put on display the old man. And like old Mike, you know the old man of sin has been on display just long enough. We need, as Paul said, you are alive in Christ. Walk in newness of life. You see, when we talk about the resurrection, we talk about the fact that, yes, we are made alive in Christ, but much more than that, we are made a new creature in Christ. And the world should see the new creature on display, not the old one on display. Paul summarizes all this in eloquent fashion. I like the Apostle Paul, how he puts things, puts it together with a, with a punch. And that's in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. I like the way the old King James reads. Paul says it this way. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. I am crucified with Christ, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. In the life which I now live, I live in, I live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I've been crucified with Christ, yet I'm alive, but it's not me. Christ lives in here. In the life that I live in the flesh, I'll live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You see, that kind of sums up the resurrection that we experience in Jesus Christ. The old man of sin done away with, a new alive person, a brand new alive person, a new creature is now born again to a living hope. But it's not just, it's not our life in here, is it? Christ lives in me. And he said, the life which I now live in the flesh, in other words, from now on, I'll live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me, gave himself for me. Is there anything before we close? Let's stand and be dismissed with a word of prayer. Thank you so much for coming.